So not too long ago, I held this workshop at WPPI where I gave my top 30 creative strategies to get photography clients as fast as possible without paid ads. And it killed it. It sold out. It was incredible. I've been sitting on it for a little while and I've decided to bring it back, to bring it back and to give it directly to you. You don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to pay anything either. I just want to help you grow your business each day for three days. I'm going to share with you 10 ultra unique creative ways to attract dream clients to your photography business without spending a bunch of money. I'm calling this thing the three day client blitz and it is pure gold for three days. I'm going to give you so many creative ideas to get clients in your business right now. Just go to sixfigurephotography.com forward slash blitz six S I X six figure photography.com forward slash blitz b l i t z i can't wait to give you some incredible ideas hey you are listening to the six figure photography podcast with ben hartley and rachel griman each week, a new episode will air to help you grow your business by winning more bookings, maximizing profits, and breaking through your limiting beliefs. Today, <laughs> I always want to just like, boo, what are we talking about today? <laughs> today, today we're talking about creating a bulletproof business. And uh, what I mean by this is... How can you create a business that allows you to still have freedom when things go wrong? Uh, a lot of stuff can go wrong, <laughs> not just in your business, but like in your life. And it just bleeds on into the business or things go wrong in the business and it bleeds into your life and, um, and unrest can occur. Um, so I want to, I want to get into this a bit. Um, I started off by saying uh, how to create a bulletproof business so that you can still have freedom when things go wrong. I want to start by giving y'all a uh, an idea, a framework, an equation for wealth. Your business is not just designed to make you money. Your business is not just designed to produce profit. It's designed to create wealth and wealth is your profit minus the lost freedom that it takes to maintain the profit. Imagine if you will, uh, you didn't have to do anything. Your freedom was at level 100. You were just a hundred out of a hundred full freedom. You could do whatever you want with all your time and all your whatever. You could just go do whatever you wanted, right? Full freedom. As soon as we step into owning a business, it just by nature, like there's, there's some freedom will be lost. Always, like to some extent, maybe it's just minus one freedom point. You know what I mean? It's like you've got this business that's completely automated and it's doing the thing. But for many of us, our business is like, it's taking up a decent amount of our freedom. And then when things happen that can produce a ton of unrest in our life, like you get punched in the neck, literally or metaphorically, <laughs> uh, it can really disrupt. Uh, it can really disrupt the amount of freedom that you have or, or don't have. And so, um, Rachel, I've been talking about this a little bit kind of off air and, um, and there's a few different ways that this can show up and then I'm, we'll, uh, well, uh, well, Rachel, well, let's talk about some of the ways that this can show up. We'll kind of go high level yeah. here for a little bit, uh, but I want to make this, uh, this idea of a bulletproof business and like why it's important kind of become grounded in some like very real things mm -hmm. that like can and will occur. 
Mm -hmm. So let's maybe start with a high level list of like some of the possibilities of that. Yeah. I mean, anything sudden, um, a partner losing a job can be very stressful um, when you have to take on that responsibility. I think um, a sudden move or a shift in your housing situation Mm -hmm. can be a big deal, a sudden expense, especially for those of you who are paying yourself what you make. Um, Any kind of unplanned expense can really derail you. Um, What else did we talk about, Ben? Yeah. um, I mean, it can be... uh, uh, It can be like... So we've mentioned expenses, um, even like... a, a. Candidly, like, so we had twins and like, we had twins in the middle of like a busy season as a mm-hmm. wedding photographer who was counting on me and then getting called into like, my wife's in labor. Like there's these, those type of <laughs> moments. Right. Um, COVID. COVID. So COVID was like, so we've got illness in its own category and how mm-hmm. that can take you out or family out. But then COVID almost became like this whole it was like its whole thing in itself. Like it a the collective emergency for yeah. you and everyone that might purchase from you. <laughs> Absolutely. Even then the un like things can happen within your business. We've been kind of talking about more personal things, but like, um, you know, getting threats of lawsuits, uh, mm-hmm. being sued. Um, by the way, being sued and threats of lawsuits doesn't mean that like you're a table business person. I, right. Sometimes these things just happen. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes. Sometimes the other people suck. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, or even sometimes this can even be almost worse because it's out of the law. But like mm-hmm. some, I've man, I've I've connected with photographers and I've had this happen to me, not to the extent of complete shutdown, but like where there is a guided guerrilla attack on your business. Yeah. Right. Where it maybe it can show up as like you're getting spammed negative reviews by people who who you didn't even actually deliver a service to. Mm-hmm. They're just being mm-hmm. brought on as either bots or friends or family of someone who's got a, you know, vendetta. vendetta. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And how and that, go ahead. I was just going to say, in addition to that, like sometimes a relationship falls out. That was a huge source of um, income for you, mm-hmm. like a business relationship or partnership or something like that. Like I had a partnership with educators way back in the day that went awry. Um, and of course, from my perspective, I would put it on them, but, um, and I lost a huge lead source mm-hmm. and it really taught me a valuable lesson in like my leads can't all come from the same place. You don't control Instagram. Like if your Instagram decides to stop showing your stuff to people and you lose most of your lead source, you have nowhere else to turn. So I think any lead source going away suddenly can also be kind of catastrophic for some business owners. Yeah. Um, Rachel, are you up for sharing a bit more of even how this yes. has shown up personally for you yeah. in just the last, I mean, what is it? Seven been? weeks, seven weeks, <laughs> two months. Yeah. yeah. Seven weeks. Yeah. So seven weeks ago, the beginning of November, my two-year-old son was very, very suddenly diagnosed with leukemia. And it was, I knew nothing about leukemia seven weeks ago. And now I feel like you can just call me Dr. Griman. I'm an oncologist. <laughs> um, uh, I wish, but I've learned a lot. And basically it just means it, it's immediate treatment right away. And you are thrown into this whirlwind of cancer and you don't get to come out for three years. Mm. And it's just like, your life is different now and it will be for three years. So buckle up, here we go. And you don't have a choice. That was a blessing and a curse because the doctor's are just telling you what's happening. It's not like you need to make a decision for your son to do this or this. It's just like, if you would like him to live, this is the treatment option. Mm. And um, 
So the first month was horrible. I mean, it's the worst part of the three years because it's the most intense chemo. Um, And he has a spicy version of leukemia, which means he has an extra um, 42 days of the bad part. Mm. And in his break, he gets a break between the first 28 and the second 42 days. He... um, came down with three different viruses. Chemo kills your immune system, so he doesn't have any immune system. And so we've been in the hospital now for almost three weeks, mm. and he's been in the ICU for the last two. I can only talk about this because it's getting the, it's getting better. Every day we make a tiny, tiny step forward. Yeah. Um, and But I've been operating my entire business from the hospital for mm. basically seven weeks at this point. And um, so this is like obviously a very near and dear topic to me. Um, And I had no idea how bulletproof my business was Mm -hmm. until this happened. And I have learned how much I can let go of and still be successful. And so in that way, from a business perspective, it's been such a light bulb moment for me over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. Um, And I know that once we're on the other side of this, it'll be something that I help business owners do more intentionally than I did. But um I've been really lucky because I set myself up really, really well for this to happen. And I didn't know it. Yes. Um, I can't imagine what you've been going through and I'm so grateful that you've been able to keep, um, being there for your son, being there for Mm -hmm. your family while still keeping things afloat in the business. Yeah. And I think I relate in, in the, in the stumbling upon things. Like I, I I don't know if I ever really intentionally bulletproofed my business. And like, that's what I was, you know, Hey, I'm going to set up all these more (laughs) or less like insurance plans and air quotes, Mm -hmm. right. Just Mm -hmm. in case these things happen. I was, you know, probably listening to certain people and watching certain people do things. And I was like, just doing stuff to do it. Um, and now hindsight realizing just how uh, much of a blessing some of those things have been. And so I, I agree if we can maybe help any, you know, just one photographer, uh, right. set up something mm-hmm. to be there, to, um, have their back, to protect themselves, to be that backup plan. Um, I think this episode will be well, well worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah, because I think people and educators talk a lot about scaling for wealth and scaling for, you know, adding revenue streams and things like that, which is great. But I want to talk about scaling for um, like health, you know, Mm -hmm. like if you can diversify where your income is coming from or add members to your team or both, that automatically is going to create some padding around you for when you're in crisis. Yeah. And I think those were the things that I did for wealth, but they've actually been the like most significant steps that I've made in this process. Exactly. And, and, and to kind of go back, I mean, you're, you're, we're using this term a little bit interchangeably, but like you did it for profit, I would say to start. Totally. Um, but discovering that wealth was on the other side, because again, I, mm-hmm. I have this idea of like wealth being your profit minus lost freedom. Yes. And these things created freedom for yourself. You didn't realize you're going to need to tap into right. that, but like <laughs> right. w- once things went awry, um, if you didn't have some of this set up, uh, you know, something would have had to, to, to give, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. and I know it would have been the business. It's like, you would be 100%. there for your boy. It would have been, that the would business. have been the first thing to go. Yeah. And because I don't hold the health insurance, you know, my husband is a W2 employee. So he's the one that's got like, his job is more important than mine right now. Mm. Um, very, very like tangibly <laughs> because he's the one paying for all of this stuff. We got the bills just from his first month of treatment without insurance mm. would have been $350,000. So 
when you think about that kind of expense without having insurance, like actual health insurance, it's huge. So my job is secondary. You know, my money is um, obviously we still need it. I'm still making it, but it it just really paints a different picture about who's contributing to what in our household. Sure. Well, let's kind of start stepping through some of these bulletproofing um, processes. Ooh, a little BPP, a little, a little BPP. Uh, uh, and, um, and listen, as we go through these, this is not like, here's your to-do list of all the things that you should no. do. Remember, we're not shitting on your business. Never. What we're aim, our aim here today is to open up some ideas, some, some things that like, see what sticks in your mind of like, I, that's something that's, there's an opportunity there for me to bulletproof my business. There's an opportunity here for me to do something with this. And so it's like, maybe pick up one of these, maybe two of these and run with it. Uh, as, especially as you head into 2023 and then maybe you can come back and you can revisit this maybe it's needed. Maybe it's not. There's some of these that are definitely like low hanging fruit that it's kind mm-hmm. of like, yeah, it's easy to just like, Hey, let's go double check some of the stuff. Some mm-hmm. of them like building an entire team. It's like, mm-hmm. that's not really for me. That's long-term. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and not only is it long-term, it's also like not for everyone. So hundred percent. So don't take this as prescriptive, but we want to open up some possibilities for you and, and share how this has impacted our business. So you mm-hmm. mentioned the team thing. Do you want to speak to that briefly? I, we have a number to get through. So we'll, we'll kind of, uh, we'll kind of be brief on them. Yeah, this is not low hanging fruit. Like Ben said, this has taken me quite literally years. I hired my first team member in 2016. Um, and now there's five of us total. Mm-hmm. Um, I would start with an assistant though. Like, I think that is low hanging fruit because it's very easy to bring someone on for a couple hours. Um, And I think for photographers that can look like an editor, you know, any like that's an easy first hire because it's a you're not it's not a W2 employee. You're not paying for their health insurance or anything. You're literally just sending somebody galleries and getting something off your plate. It is so tangible. And that freedom and time back is so quick. So I think for photographers, if there is low hanging fruit in a team, it's an editor. And then the second step would be a virtual assistant um, because they can work from anywhere. They can, um, you can hire somebody to automate your systems and processes, which we'll talk about later too. But um, there's just so many things you can pay other people to, to get your time back, especially when you're the workhorse in your business. I know a lot of you listening are the workhorse, like money doesn't get made unless you are working. Mm -hmm. So when your business is set up that way, the more you can have other people taking that off your plate. Like if you want to pay an assistant 30, 40 bucks an hour to give you time back and you've calculated that you make, you know, two to $300 an hour with your time, then that's a worthy expense. I think it's very, very difficult for people to outsource things that they feel like they can do on their own. It was for me. I was like, well, I can answer my emails. Why is this a big deal? But to pay my assistant, hourly to do something when my time is worth so much more because I am focused on revenue generating activities. It's such a hard mindset thing to get over at first, but I cannot tell you how much of a deep breath you will take when somebody is taking over the things that you do not need to be involved in. Yeah. Staying in the game is the game. And for a lot of photographers, editing is taking them out of it. And um, when I say Hours. take them out, it's it's not just the time, but like it's the exhaustion, it's the burnout, it's like the giving upness, it's not having time to market, not having time to appropriately give an incredible client experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I totally agree. I think editing should be one of the first things. And you have to do this before 
busy like, season. <laughs> well, yeah, before things hit the fan, right? Yes. It's like you don't because tr- then you're desperate. Yes, you're desperate, and you're not going to be able to uh, like appropriately onboard and like go right. through the process in a way. It's just going to be panic. And it's God forbid anything happens. Say it again. It's not going to be thoughtful. Yes. Like I forget who says this. Gary V. Simon Sinek, somebody yeah, higher, higher, slow, fire fast. Yeah. Like the more intentional time you can spend with people and heads up, it's the end of the year. You're about to have slow season. If you want to bring on a new editor or a new team member, now is the time to do it because you have the time and the patience to walk through some of your processes with them. Yeah. Next one. Uh, the number one is the most dangerous number in your business. Uh, meaning. Too many of us only have one main way that we are getting clients in the door. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's usually one or the other. (laughs) It's usually, uh, I I see a lot of paid ad photographers probably being the most uh, at risk because like they've figured out some sort of paid traffic solution. It could be what it than not. It could be uh, Instagram, Facebook ads. It it could be something like that, even like a a trade show or something that they're going Mm -hmm. to. But like these things can and will change. And when it does... If it's your main and only like core lead source, uh, it's a really scary place to be. Okay. A hundred percent. Alternatively, you know, the, the photographers who are relying on that one referral who just like keeps pumping in and like, they just keep sending you leads. It's like, you just get your entire year book from this one person, this one other vendor. It's just as scary. It's just as mm-hmm. risky. And so look to diversify your lead sources. Uh, a great way to do this is when you've got a paid solution going, you've got some word of mouth going to just slowly be rolling the hill. Sorry, rolling the ball up the hill. That is SEO. It is mm-hmm. another long-term thing, but like, it's also hard to like slow down once that ball starts rolling the other way. Yes. Uh, it's, it's hard to interfere with it as fast as, as like, man, a traffic source, like your, your Facebook account can just get shut down for running ads. Ask mm-hmm. me how I know mm-hmm. can just happen. <laughs> and it's like, you didn't even do anything wrong. You just like wake up when right. it, poof, it's gone, you know? Um, but like a great one is have some organic traffic of people coming to your website. Yeah, absolutely. And like your Instagram account, like we saw with reels, Instagram changes the priorities one night and switches the algorithm and everything that you've been doing that has been working doesn't work anymore. And you're going to have to switch things up. So I don't think you need to be all things on every platform and knocking down the door of every marketing strategy, but there definitely needs to be um, two or more. Because, and the thing is, if you're crushing it on one platform, you can repurpose that onto another platform. Love it. You don't need to reinvent the wheel on every single place that you market. Like a reason that I'm showing up on Wednesdays when my son is in the hospital is because this is the most valuable piece of marketing that I can do right now. Mm. You know, I can show up for 30 minutes and talk to Ben, or I can spend hours every week crafting intentional Instagram posts or like lip syncing to the office in the hospital room. And that's just not something that I'm willing to do. So, and talking to Ben is getting creative ideas in my head that I can repurpose for a quick Instagram post or something, but you need to figure out what fits your life in a way that you can keep going. Yeah. By the way, this hasn't been said yet, but if you are looking for creative copywriting for your website, go to <laughs> <Yeah>. Green Chair Stories. <laughs> Speaking of marketing, this uh, episode is sponsored by Green Chair Stories, Green and Chair they Stories. would let you hire them. <laughs> 
No, but for real, so, uh, Green Share Stories, just, just and let me just do this for a second. Green Share Stories. <laughs> for real, though, if you do need, uh, and by the yeah. way, you probably, you should, you should, you ought to. I just, I just should it on people's businesses. Do it. Do it. <laughs> I would say it too. This is one of the things that, like, get it dialed in uh, and then continue just to refine and finesse. Um, but Rachel's incredible at creating compelling uh, uh, copy on your website that's actually going to convert. And so, yeah, go check it out. Green Chair Stories. Oh, I'll get a link dropped into the, the show notes, uh, greenchairstories.com. Thanks, Ben. Anyhow, hey, let's take us on to the next one. What, uh, you got another one for us? In terms um, of like, uh, th- you know, thing, things, uh, things that you can, wh- what should we call this? The armor of <laughs> your business? <laughs> yes. Insuring. I don't know. Yeah. Um, uh, other revenue streams. Okay. I think this is a big one. And I think a lot of photographers fall into the education realm and that's not the only way that you can do this. Like there are so many ways for you to make money with what you already have. Um, you don't have to become an educator unless that's something you want to do. Um, I've seen people teach really cool courses for like moms who want to learn how to take better photos on their iPhones. Like, that would be a great thing to do if you want to um, help people with that, like to reach out to your current audience anyway, like as a photographer, you have those families in your back pocket anyway way they're the ones that are following you why not create a resource that's helpful to them um my assistant makes thousands of dollars a month um doing stock photography with photos that she's taking for her business anyway and that's a great revenue stream so there's a ton of creative ways that are not educating other photographers (laughs) that you can make money and I would highly encourage some of you to look into them. Um, Another really cool one that I actually really want to get into when my life settles down is school photography. Um, Schools and daycares hire professional family photographers to do their school photos. And then you charge by the image to the families. It's obscene. It's like $50 for one image of your kid. If you want to buy them from the school photographer, but the photographers make so much money and there it's a marketing um, avenue too. So like, cause some of those families then hire them for family photos if they like their kid's school photo. So I'm just like literally spitballing off the top of my head, but there's so many ways that you can make money that are not only what you're doing right now. And that can be a little bit more passive and that you can do from the couch. Like I'm probably going to get into stock photography because I'm sitting in hospital rooms a lot right now and I can take a hard drive and upload some photos and get contracts from past clients to sign them saying they're okay with me uploading their family's photos on here. So anyway, those are my thoughts. I'm sure you have a million more about that, Ben. I don't know about a million, but I got two. I mean, one is just like (laughs) printed products. You know, it's like, it's like selling an additional uh, product to a client you already have. It's one of the mm-hmm. fastest, easiest, most cost-effective ways to make more money is just to make a repeat sale. And so um, introducing printed artwork, it could just be introducing a new product uh, if you already do print. The second way would be introducing a new like offer to the same client. So like maybe you're mm-hmm. a wedding photographer, you could do like bridal boudoir where you offer like a... a on the wedding day, so it's not even taking up additional time, a set-aside cutoff time, let's say a 30-minute session for bridal boudoir on the day before she gets in her dress or something, and like offer that as its own additional session um, just to diversify the revenue. So yeah, I love that one. Okay, um, let's go with this route. Like um, having having, we we could call this a backup plan, um, but let's call it like uh, having SOPs. SOPs yeah. are standard standard operating procedures, which becomes the backup plan. So that way, mm-hmm. like let's say you don't show up to work and you can't for the next like three weeks, and you need to have your partner 
deliver images to a client. <laughs> well, man, I'm just, I'm actually imagining how that would go. I like, I'm envisioning Travis, like figuring out pixie set. Oh, yeah, like yeah, there's yeah. no way. <laughs> so standard operating procedures is just like a Google doc. That's just like step-by-step. Step. Okay. Step one, open up this document. Step two, do this thing. Step three, here's the password. Step four, yeah. put it at this setting. And then bonus, like make a video of it. If it's I'm all saying, here's done. a loom video. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Making standard operating procedures. This is really important direly important in order to create a team, not just once you have a team, but in order to actually build a team, create the SOPs. That way, mm -hmm. as you're bringing people on, you're onboarding them. You're just like handing them over these documents or these video files. Totally. And then when they leave, which they will, mm -hmm. like, don't get shy. Some, some people get all shocked. I know I did. I used to, like, I was, I, I thought this, I thought this was going to be forever. <laughs> and then like, are we family now? Yeah, exactly. It's like my, my office manager, like, like just didn't show up one day, just AWOL. And I was like, what? Okay. I guess I don't have an office manager anymore, but I have the SOP. Mm -hmm. And so plugging somebody back in was uh, way less time spent doing that. Yep. Totally. And when I brought my assistant on something that I'm very grateful to myself for having done is I, we're all in Denver, so I could have trained her in person, but I made videos of every single thing I wanted her to learn and I have them all still. So even though I'm talking to Jess in these videos, they are applicable to anybody who takes her spot later on. And she can teach somebody too. Like she has all the, all of that knowledge too. And so again, a lot of this was an accident. I don't want to come at you. Like I did everything right because <laughs> it was for sure an accident, but I'm grateful that I know now and can, you know, bestow that knowledge onto other people who are actually intentional about it. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think we have like four more here to, to, to kind of uh, drill down through. Uh, do you want to take mm -hmm. another one? Yeah. Um, uh, a savings account. I think this is so huge. Like I have made less in the last seven weeks as a business because I used to show up in a lot of marketing channels and this is the only one I'm doing right now. So it's just a little bit different. Um, and so I have really leaned on my business savings account. Having a business savings account is so important. You wouldn't believe the amount of photographers I work with that don't keep any money in that account because it's like that money is my money. I'm just paying myself. And that's dangerous because sometimes things happen and you need to lean on that, especially for me who has a team of people, I need to be able to pay them what I've agreed to pay them. And so I'm dipping into that and it'll get built back up, but being knowledgeable with your money and not always spending everything that you're being given. I have a completely different business account than I do a personal account and that I only pay myself what I told myself I was going to pay myself at the beginning of the year. You yeah. know, this is my paycheck and that's all that comes out. Yeah. I mean, say what you will about Dave Ramsey, not you personally, Rachel, by the way, but like, <laughs> Oh no, I would say some bad things about him. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so, so Dave Ramsey has a, a, a few really great things going, especially how to get out of debt and how to build mm -hmm. like a emergency fund, um, mm -hmm. which this is what this is. It's, this is your runway. This is the amount of time a runway is like how long a plane has to actually take off. Right. And the longer the runway, the more successful, like the takeoff can be, because you can really build up speed. You've got a ton of grace to make some mistakes, swerve a little bit before the plane takes off. 
your emergency fund, your savings account becomes that runway. The longer, the mm-hmm. more amount that you have set aside, uh, three to six months, you can even go longer than that if you are, are more risk averse. Um, the longer the runway is, that allows you some grace period, okay? And so mm-hmm. um, it's one of the first things that I would encourage people to get set aside before looking into um, growth investments and all these other things, get the emergency fund established. Um, I'm going to knock out two at once uh, on this one. So we're going to talk contracts uh, and I want to talk insurance. Um, Listen, uh, the contracts is important for when someone decides to come after you. Not if someone, not like because you took bad pictures, not because it's just like expect it to happen. And mm-hmm. so have bulletproof contracts. Uh, a couple recommendations. First off, um, wherever you got your contract, I want everyone to do a quick little gut check right now. Just a little internal dialogue here. Ask yourself, where did I get my contract at? Just to ask yourself that. Did you get it from another group? Did you get it online? Where did you get your contract at? Uh, and if the answer is not a lawyer, <laughs> I want to encourage you to revisit it. This is a low-hanging fruit. It's an easy one to go do. Um, the legal page uh, is one. Rachel Brenke, the law talk is another um, that both have con- uh, contracts. I've personally only worked uh, uh, purchasing from Rachel's, um, so but I've heard great Same. things also about um, the legal pages. But uh, personally, I can recommend uh, Rachel Brenke's from the uh, law talk. Um, so yes, Angela, the log talk counts as a lawyer because she is a lawyer. (laughs) Uh, so that's just an easy one. And then the other one I want to get to is this, I, is insurance. Now, when we're talking about insurance, there's a couple different ones. And I think a lot of people, they, you're aware of gear insurance. Okay. You also should be aware of liability insurance. This is something that'll cover your ass when, you know, grandma trips over a light stand at the family session. You know, um, we need to have liability insurance to cover these things. Uh, the two that I'd recommend, actually, I've had really great, um, uh, uh, insurance experience using PPA's insurance, both their um, uh, their liability insurance and their equipment insurance. Uh, they've paid out. I've I've broken so many lenses, and they've paid out every time. <laughs> they never like raise my rates or anything. But um, mm-hmm. uh, I would recommend them. But the other one that I want to talk about, it's a little bit more costly, and it's a little bit more. Um, you might not use it, but when you need to, it can really save you. And that would be disability insurance. So we all are familiar with life insurance. It's like when, when I die, my family will be taken care of. Okay. Mm -hmm. Disability insurance is like, well, a lot of shit can happen in life. That's not going to kill you. Most things aren't going to kill you, but they're going to take you out of the race. And you're not going to be able to photograph. You may not even be able to edit. Um, And this is where disability insurance would be able to um, protect you and allow for you to have income coming in during those times that you would be physically unable to work, even though you're not dead. Mm-hmm. And so it's something that you may want to consider depending especially on uh, previous health and, and these type of things like, uh, or, or even just like occupation or, or hobbies. Like if you're like a downhill skateboarder, it's like, Hey, you mm-hmm. may want to have disability insurance. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but this is one that uh, I think that, um, yeah, a lot of people, they, they just overlook disability insurance because we're always thinking about yeah. gear, liability and life. 
nothing about disability. And a lot of us start these businesses in our twenties when we feel a little bit more invincible, very invincible. And it, it's different (laughs) speaking from a 35 year old, things deteriorate quicker than you think. And especially if you have a pre-existing condition of any kind, like this is something that would be really important to have for your business. Yeah. Yeah. Angela's in the the live stream right now over in the mastermind group. And she says, mm-hmm. Oh, you mean like when I broke my wrist and had to figure out how to shoot one handed? Yes. Yeah. Angela. Ex- exactly. 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 Like that. Um, especially if you're like an adventurer who like hikes a lot and skis a lot and like does some high risk activity, like take into account your risk as a day to day person. Yeah. Mine is very low. I'm not very outdoorsy. I go on walks for exercise. But if I were a skier, I would have, I would definitely have disability insurance. Yep. Take us home, Rachel. Uh, Maybe the last one. Yeah. Last one. I think this has been the most important thing to me over the last seven weeks is my community, um, both online and in real life. I would not have, I would not be able to do this certainly if I didn't have a community of people helping me and helping sustain everything I need to be able to keep my business running because I am not really going to be somebody that's going to ask for money from people. I will definitely ask for referrals, you know, but I'll definitely say I need support. I need you to take my daughter so I can work for two hours today because the way that we make it out of this unscathed is if my husband and I keep working. So my community, we have not made a meal in seven weeks, they've shown up on our door every couple of days and we have leftovers. My friends are grocery shopping for me. Um, my sisters have been here, you know, they switch every week coming to help. Um, my mother-in-law takes my daughter for a couple nights a week just to give us a break. Um, I mean, we're living at the hospital, so I don't expect this to last forever, (laughs) but for right now, I mean, we are in crisis mode. And so to be able to kind of reap what I've sown, and I don't mean that to come off in, a condescending or conceited way, but I have prioritized as a business owner and as a person, the people in my life and my, I cannot tell you the amount of presents that have shown up on my door from past clients just because they felt so loved and taken care of during our process Mm. that now that we are in crisis, they're showing up for me, even though they're the ones that paid me in the first place, (laughs) you know, like to be able to, I feel so proud of the work we've done that we've been able to change their lives so much just in offering them a service that they now want to show up for me, you know, as a person, human to human, having nothing to do with that service. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I can go on and on talking about how important community is, but especially when you work for yourself, you don't really think about the community you have. And my community through work is global at this point, sincerely national. And so just to see the support we've had from people that don't even live by me has just been so heartwarming. And a lot of these relationships started in groups like yours, Ben, like your mastermind group, you know, you get to know people in these groups and you help them with something and they help you with something. And you chat with somebody in DMs, like those relationships are more important than you think to your personal life. Yeah. This came through, this became really evident during um, the COVID shutdowns and uh, events getting canceled and rescheduled and just like the, the, the local community that you have, you don't have to have the national presence, the global presence, like Mm -hmm. the local community of other photographers in your area that Mm -hmm. can get your back. When we started having all the reschedules taking place, we had double bookings. We didn't have to refund a single dollar because we had community. We had other photographers that were willing to come in and to support, and we could pick up some of their events that they couldn't shoot because they got double booked because of everyone's reschedules. And, and so like, that was a, 
that was a very telling time of just like um, the power of of community and and the photographers who who made it through the other side of that they were the ones who were the most connected uh, to to the community to the local community that they have and so yes the 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 very competition that um, you know we shake our fists at sometimes it's like mm-hmm. these are the people that that. Um, there's such incredible relationship waiting there. If you're yeah. willing to set aside the, the competition, uh, uh, I, I don't know what it would be trophy. It's like, what is, what is right, it like right. you, you're holding on to this thing? That's like, they're my mm-hmm. competition. If you could set that aside and actually see them as community, um, there'd be so much opportunity there for yeah. you to grow. And I like to view my competition as my coworkers. Like we're all getting paid differently from different sources, but other copywriters and even other photographers, when I, you know, photographing in my local area, they're coworkers, they're people I can lean on. They understand the industry better than anyone else. And I feel like when I do need something, they're the group I go to, not my friends and family. You know, they're the ones that are going to be able to kind of navigate me through this, just like Ben and I are doing for you right now. You know, we're, tell, we're, we could be your competition, you know, if you're a family photographer in Denver or a wedding photographer in Ohio, but that Tampa doesn't mean help you. Tampa, Tampa now. Yeah. <laughs> but I just, I think the community over competition hashtag can be very cheesy, but I more than ever believe in its power and its truth after the last two months that I've had. Yeah. Well, my friends, take this to heart. Let this be the like the the warning shot for you in your life. Um, get ahead of of this, you know. Um, now that that would be my encouragement. You know, it's like you, you, these are the things that like hindsight twenty twenty. It's we wish we'd have done these things, and so um, consider this list. Consider some of the things that you could do uh, to bulletproof your business. Um, expect expect some of these things to happen. Okay. That that's my encouragement. That's my plea. I really hope to see you have an incredibly successful 2023. And, and I pray that none of these things would ever have to, you know, fall into your lap. Um, but if they do, you will be ready for it. Um, thank you again for listening today, Rachel. Thank you for being here just for sharing even just more about uh, what's going on in your own, your own world, your own life. Um, and, and being vulnerable enough to, uh, kind of let us in on, on what that's been like for you. And so really grateful to have you a part of this community. Uh, I, I, I've loved every minute of it. And so I'm looking forward to, uh, continuing, uh, in this way. And so Rachel, thank you. Thank you for having me. I feel very special to be a part of this community now, and I couldn't be here if I wasn't showing up honestly. So I'm grateful that everybody knows everything that's going on and I already feel supported. So thank you guys. Awesome. Uh, well, listen, um, we'll see you on the next episode of the six figure photography podcast until then. Be kind to each other and yourself and yourself, especially (laughs) yourself and keep showing up. Bye friends.